Smoke a fatty and laugh it up with Jonesy in Weird AF News. Oh, yeah. Men are outraged after Tinder introduces height verification. Harry Potter books are being burned by Polish priests who are alarmed by the magic within. And climate change could melt decades worth of human poop on an Alaskan mountain. These are the stories from Monday. This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. Also in this episode, some terrible news. We may be seeing the end of Florida Fridays. I'll talk about that later. Weird AF News, let's do it. Men are outraged after Tinder introduces height verification. Tinder users will no longer be able to lie about their height. And some men are not that happy about it. I'm not happy about it either. I'm I'm a shorter individual and I'm going to tell you right now, I don't even put my height on my dating apps because I don't, I feel like I could turn people away, you know, because I'm like, yeah, five, seven, five, six. And um, I noticed that like, you know, at least on the dating apps, people don't seem to enjoy that very much at all, you know, and you can't, you know, I have other qualities. I have a big personality, but that doesn't come across on a dating app. No, people look at your stats and they make decisions based on your stats. They make decisions based on your your looks and your stats. The other things don't always seep through on the dating app. But the height, man, I've even seen this on many occasions uh, on a dating app. A woman will say men under six feet don't even apply or whatever. Not apply, but you know what I'm, what I'm getting at here. They'll be like, won't date anybody under six feet. They'll actually say that in their in their profile. Um, so, I mean, height is a thing. So this height verification thing, while good for the ladies, not so good for the guys. Um, but hey, what can you do about it? I mean, you know, uh, maybe the guys, maybe the, the men can get some sort of uh, verification situation as well on the other side of it. I don't know what that would be, but, you know, maybe we can get some verification. Um, uh, I don't know, that we're not dealing with someone who... Uh, Loses her phone every three months at a bar. Like, how about that? <laughs> I don't lose my phone all the time. Verification. <laughs> That's silly. I'm just trying to think. Anyways, this feature would require users to input their true accurate height. I don't know how they do that, but they're going to try. Along with a photo of themselves standing next to any commercial building. Tinder's algorithm would then verify if they're really as tall as they say via a badge on the profile. How are they going to do that? How are you going to verify my height? Because I'm standing next to... Is there like a special building that has little little sketches, little marks on it for the uh, for the amount of feet and inches and I got to stand next to that? Tinder claims to have developed height verification years ago but hoped users would be honest enough not to need it. It looks as though that's not the case. What's going to come next? Are they going to have income verification? You're going to have to see a... upload a photo of my taxes? I mean, what's going on here? Here's a quote from uh, the company. It's come to our attention that most of you five tenors out there are actually five foot six, the company said in a statement. This charade must stop. Okay. (laughs) What about the women that have six cats? Can we get like, I have six cats verification? Because I don't want to find out till I get over to her. I don't want to find out like when I get over to her apartment. Oh, you're a cat, crazy cat person. How about that? Societal expectations around the ideal male body mean that in the dating world, it's quite common for men to add a few inches to their height. 
I don't I don't lie that I don't lie like that though. I don't say I'm five ten, but you can't say that. People that say that are stupid. You're stupid for doing that. Because that's gonna be a major letdown. It's just straight up lying about hey, you're gonna say you're five ten five ten and five six are so vastly different. You can't do that. I guess guys are doing it though. But it's it's a shame that these bad apples are spoiling it for the rest of us who wanna just say maybe I wanna say I'm five eight. What's wrong with that? I'm lying by one inch. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? <laughs> While women aren't expected to be tall, there is an equivalent pressure around weight, meaning women on dating apps are more likely to use photos from when they are thinner. That's what the article says. Okay, so that's going on as well. All right, so uh, what are we going to have? Some sort of weight verification? This is so stupid. There have been a lot of negative reactions to the height verification from men, many of whom seem to feel personally aggrieved at the idea of being honest about their height. Some are demanding titter, some are demanding Tinder rolls out of weight verification features so that women will be equally targeted. Well, I'm not saying that. That's what the article says, but I don't know. If you're going to start talking about height verification, okay, yeah, weight verification for both people though. Like why not do height and weight for both genders? You know, I I don't know. This is a little silly to me. What's going to happen is a lot of people are just going to stop using Tinder. There are other alternatives to Tinder. And so if you want to just kind of piss off your users, Tinder, you know, do this. Because <laughs> a lot of men are going to be pissed off about this. And you're going to lose a lot of men on there. Um, like I said, I don't even put my height on there because I do feel as though on dating apps, height can have an influence and um, on, you know, whether or not people will match with you it's sad but it's true i don't know what do you guys think what do you ladies think is height all that important and men what do you think about the height verification option and what do we do as far as the other side of it should there be some other verification on the other gender what do you think call weird af news i want to know how you feel about this 646-450-2012 or email me funnyjones at gmail.com Harry Potter books have been burned by Polish priests who are alarmed by magic. Catholic priests in northern Poland have burned books they consider to be sacrilegious, including Harry Potter Boy Wizard series books. An evangelical group, the SMS, from Heaven Foundation, published pictures of the burning of these books, which took place in the city of Kozolin, on Facebook. Uh... The Facebook post actually justifies the bonfire with Bible quotes condemning magic. A passage from Acts quoted in the group's Facebook post says, Many of those who have practiced magic collected their books and burned them in front of everyone, so they calculated their value and found it to be 50,000 pieces of silver. Another passage reads, Burn the images of their gods. Don't desire the silver or the gold that is on them and take it for yourself or you will be trapped by it. That is detestable to the Lord your God. What, is, what does any of this mean? I guess this means magic is no good. I guess it means only the magic that's within the Bible is okay. <laughs> right? Because there's some magic going on in the Bible. Walking on water, turning water into wine. That's magic. I don't see that being much different from uh, the, the magic within Harry Potter. <laughs> Personally. It's all ridiculous. It's all science fiction, or fantasy, rather. Except for one of them is uh, one of them is sanctioned by a certain I don't know organization that's I guess it's been around for a long time. I love it. So it's fantasy in both worlds, but uh, 
I guess within the in Catholicism, uh, it's that magic is more real because a delusion grows real over time, apparently. <laughs> so some Christians object to the centrality of magic in the tales of Harry Potter as he battles against evil, embodied in, embodied in the dark wizard Lord Voldemort. Oh boy. The Harry Potter books are reckoned to be the most popular fiction works in publishing history, by the way. More than 500 million copies have been sold worldwide. Wow. In history? That's incredible. There have been a lot of Facebook posts expressing scorn for this priest's book burning event. Of course, I mean, we shouldn't be living in a world where the books are still burning. I mean, what is this? 1600 medieval Europe? I mean, really? Burning books? This is what it's come down to in 2019? I mean, come on. (laughs) Good luck burning the internet. You know, you can burn the books all you want, but there's something called the internet and you can't take that down and you can't burn that away. Excuse me. So yeah, you can, uh, what are you going to do? Take uh, also, uh, I mean, because there's a lot of movies out there. Harry Potter has movies. There's other movies that show magic and evil, wizardry. What are you going to do about all that? Polish Catholic Church or whatever group you are. I mean, just grow up, grow up. That's what it comes down to. What kind of world are we living in here? Bananas, guys. It's all bananas. Poland's conservative law and justice government espouses traditional Catholic values and the church has huge influences in Polish society. Sure, sure, but what are you going to do? You're going to fight, you know, works of fiction? I mean, this sounds a little silly. I'm sure it's not the entire country, obviously. And what about those bad Polish jokes that are floating around and have been floating around for a hundred years? Everybody making fun of the Polish people. What are you going to (laughs) do? You should get on that before you get on the Harry Potter books. You should try and remove all of the bad Polish jokes in the world before you (laughs) try and get rid of uh, fictional magic books for children. You know, don't you care about how the world sees you, Polish people, with our jokes about how dumb you are? (laughs) That's what the jokes... I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's what the jokes are espousing. The jokes are espousing your limited intellect. Seems to me like you should be fighting that before you're fighting some child wizard in glasses. <laughs> Climate change could lead to a lot of disasters, one of which is it could actually melt decades worth of human poop at Denali National Park in Alaska. Yes, decades worth of poop could be melted by climate change. You don't want that, do you? At Denali National Park, a gross reality is taking shape right now. Climate change could melt a decade's worth of human poop in the near future. (laughs) 66 tons of frozen feces that has been left by climbers on this Alaska summit is is expected to start melting out of the glacier sometime in the coming decades. And potentially, as soon as this summer, a process that's speeding up in part due to global warming. That's the bad news. The good news is that this year, for the first time, the guide companies that lead many of the climbers who attempt this summit each year, which is about 1,200, uh, they, have voluntarily, they have voluntarily decided to start packing out and removing their own human waste. This comes just a year after the National Park Service instituted a policy that all such waste below 14,000 feet must be carried off the mountain. Climbers, and particularly guide services, are really embracing the new policy and are even exceeding it. 
It has become kind of an informal badge of merit to carry out all of your waste. Well, good. You should carry out your poop, yeah? It's like your dog's poop. I don't know how you carry out your poop. What is it? Is there a special container you put that in? I mean, if you're just going up for the day and you want to bring it down, but like what if you're up there for like a couple weeks? Where are you keeping all this poop? Anybody, a professional climber up there, want to tell me what you keep your poop in? Seems a little weird to me. But it's necessary. But what do we do about the 66 tons of human waste that's already up there on the mountain that's going to melt? And then flow down the mountain like a tsunami of crap. <laughs> An avalanche of poop. A poopalanche. Did I just make that up? A crapalanche? <laughs> Denali is a majestic mountain in Alaska, by the way, about five hours north of Anchorage, in case you're wondering. 20,300 feet. It's visible from the city on clear days. Can you also see the crap on clear days? On a clear day, you can see the 66 tons of shit <laughs> on the side of the mountain. It's one of the seven summits, the highest mountains on each of the seven continents. Conquering this mountain is considered a major mountaineering challenge in the climbing world. And if you're going to conquer this mountain, you've got to do it with your poop on your back. That's right, you better carry that poop down. The poop problem is extremely real. Climbers scaling Denali, previously known as Mount McKinley, generate close to two metric tons of human waste each year, according to the National Park Service. The average human deposit weighs half a pound, and the average length of a climber's stay on the mountain is 18 days, which is how researchers got the figure of 66 tons over the course of the past century. Oh, this is a guess. They, a guess. They haven't even actually measured how many tons of shit on there. Imagine if that was your job. Uh, what are you doing today? Well, I got to climb this mountain 20,000 feet. I got to measure 100 years worth of shit. Okay. So the average stay is 18 days. That's 18 days of a half a pound of poop a day. Right? So you're carrying like 10 pounds of poop if you want to climb this mountain. What do you keep it in? You need like a separate backpack, poop pack for this. Does REI make some sort of uh, poop pack? <laughs> like a, <laughs> a legitimate fanny pack? Like, <laughs> I don't know anything about long distance climbing, um, but I, it's, it's something I would like to do someday. I don't know if I'm in the kind of shape that I could sort of uh, be on a mountain for at like high elevations for t two weeks at a time. Well, they're trying other ways to fix this problem. The National Park Service realized there was a poop problem on Denali years ago, in fact. And in 2001, they launched a pilot program with the American Alpine Club Climbing Group to test a very small, lightweight, portable toilet called Clean Mountain Can. They show a picture of it. It's like a, a little, a little pooper on a sled. <laughs> you got to draw straws to see who carries around the, uh, the portable toilet while you're hiking and with your buddies. Oh damn it! Looks like I'm carrying the portable toilet. Sheesh. <laughs> the reusable bucket size contains 1.8 gallons of solid waste, <laughs> but no urine. <laughs> This is outrageous. There's a whole world of like, you know, the mountain climbing world where your whole lifestyle has to really seriously change that I'm, I'm just not even familiar with it at all. Um, and of course, sometimes, you know, like those people that were trapped on that mountain, you you got to uh, 
you got to eat your comrades. That's a thing that can happen on a mountain. You got to you run out of food, and you got to eat each other. So that's a thing. <laughs> the melting of the glaciers is also going to, uh, no doubt, reveal thousands of dead bodies from climbers that had died up on this mountain and had to eat each other. So there's going to be eaten dead bodies up there too. That's not going to be fun to find. <laughs> oh man, this took a dark turn. I'm sorry. Forgive me, guys. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly focus pops or lolly mellow pops for kids. And for parents, try three new brainy chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Thank you for being loyal listeners of Weird AF News, guys. I appreciate you very much. I want to show some love to Buffy Brown, who joined the Patreon over the weekend. Thank you, Buffy. That makes me feel so good inside. You guys can also join the Patreon by going to patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Yeah, I got some bonus episodes on there I put on there just over the weekend, as a matter of fact. And I put in there a link to one of my favorite animes of all time this morning and why I love it and why it's so weird. Also, some sad news. I hate to say it, guys, but Florida Fridays is coming to an end. I got an email from the governor of Florida about it, and um, so... I've been ordered to cease and desist this segment, and it's unfortunate. Uh, I'm going to read you the email, but I'm going to post the email on the Patreon if you want to see it. Uh, Let me read a little bit of it. Um, Your podcast, Weird AF News, and specifically Florida Fridays, sir, denigrates the sanctity of our upstanding state of Florida, and it insults Floridians on a level heretofore never seen. Certainly, we have a great deal of work to do in our state. There's an opioid crisis. We are behind in debris cleanup. Political scandals abound. Lately, the state is even overrun by a wave of serial doorbell liquors. But regardless, sir, your show Weird AF News and Florida Fridays in particular make light of the afflictions in Florida, making them seem as though they are synonymous with our state as well and not characteristic of other U.S. states. If I remember correctly, in fact, sir, the first doorbell liquor was seen in Tennessee. Nonetheless, your juvenile comedy news segment, Florida Fridays, completely ignores the efforts made at forming a caring, long-lasting community in our glorious sunshine state. Never once did you even mention the efforts Florida is making to limit the attacks on our fast food employees or our administrative attempts at getting rid of the devil. You and your show, Weird AF News, are a blemish on the face of podcasts worldwide, Jonesy. Yours truly? Ron DeSantis, Executive Office, Governor of Florida. Thinking of vacationing in Florida? Visit MyFlorida.com for more information. How dare you try and sell me on a vacation after you tell me to cease and desist, Ron DeSantis, Governor of Florida. And I've thought about it, guys, and um, I'm going to have to end Florida Fridays after all because I don't make enough money with the podcast to afford afford a lawyer. I just don't. I just can't. Maybe there's a lawyer out there who wants to defend me in this case, but um, yeah, I, I would hate to ask somebody to do that because uh, I assume it's going to take a lot of time and paperwork on your part to even make this go away and for me to continue Florida Friday. So I'm just going to have to shut it down, guys, and I apologize. We had a good run, didn't we? We had a good run, and I want to thank all of you who have sent me Florida Friday articles over the months that we've been doing this, 
It's been a lovely time. I'd love to hear from you. The Florida Man Challenge, I think, was good timing. It was a good way to end it. We all got to participate in our own Florida Man Challenges and had a blast, didn't we? I'll miss Florida Fridays for sure. But, you know, there's enough weird weird news in the other states and around the world for me to just keep doing weird news, and I'll just do something else on Friday. Maybe I'll do, I don't know, maybe I'll do uh, strange recipes, weird worldly recipes on Friday, right? Hook you guys up with like it. Hey, today we're doing eyeball chili, a recipe found in Sri Lanka. <laughs> do you like eyeballs as much as I do? Well, do you like chili? Is it the Super Bowl? What about the Super Eyeball? It's the eyeball chili recipe from Sri Lanka. This is the kind of shit I'm going to have to do now, guys. I apologize. Florida Fridays has to go. Has to go. Well, if you want to give me some feedback on that and call in and say goodbye to Florida Fridays, feel, feel free to call 646-450-2012. Email me, funnyjones at gmail.com. You can reach out on Instagram at funnyjones and Twitter at funnyjones and on Facebook it's Comedian Jonesy. Go to the Patreon and join if you'd like to read the original letter that I got from the governor of Florida. It's patreon.com slash weirdafnews. I love you guys. Thanks for being there for me all this time. We'll see you tomorrow. Yay! Hey, Jonesy, it's Michael calling from Iowa City. I just wanted to tell you that your beatbox skills were awesome. Anyway, since it's Florida Fridays, I decided to keep the uh, Florida Challenge, Florida Man Challenge going. So. I punched in your birthday, April 27th, and I came up with the headline, Florida man loved that chicken from Popeye, but hated price, so shot employee. There you go. Have a terrific weekend, Jonesy. Love you, man.